0: y'all. Hey, Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, and today I have an amazing woman. Her name is Kim Veeley, and she is with Mama Stay Sane, and she's a mindset and productivity mentor, and she is a guest today. Welcome, Kim. Thank, thank you for you. being here. I'm
1: excited to be here, so thank you for having me.
0: Now, we met through um, a women's group coaching um, re- recently, And we just kind of clicked, and I know that you are in a similar space, and I think um, my listeners would just love to hear what you have to say and give some awesome tips. So first, let's uh, tell them a little bit about you. All right. So I am a wife to my high school sweetheart.
1: I'm a mom of two girls. We have a 7-year-old and a 5-year-old. And um, I have just always had a passion for helping – kind of boost confidence in people. And so I've had a variety of little um, careers that I've been able to pour into people. And thankfully with this mixed blessing of COVID and quarantine, it's given me the opportunity to really um, step in and make a career out of my passion in mentoring women. And so I've really worked specifically in the online space with women to help them with their mindset with productivity and kind of just uncovering, um, you know, their passions to go from feeling stuck and overwhelmed to feeling like purpose-filled and like they're able to thrive in their life.
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. Okay. It's just it with this whole new way of living, it's just thrown us all for a loop and we're relearning things or realizing things that we probably <laughs> did yeah. not realize, or maybe it's actually highlighting some of the areas that we needed to work on maybe more so now. Absolutely. So, um, and so you're a mom and probably that all the virtual stuff is, is coming into that home as well. Cause you have kiddos, my, my kiddos ages as well, I believe. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Five and seven. So they are kindergarten and second grade and we are in Southern California. So we are, still complete distance learning, all virtual kids haven't come back to school. Lord knows when they're going back to school. Um, so it's been a complete adjustment, a new way of life of just trying to figure out, you know, how to balance and do all of the things and how do we thrive in this season that we're in?
0: Yeah. You're a better person than I am. I, we attempted the virtual learning for a kindergartner and a first grader for a day and a half. And I threw my hands up. So the fact that you guys are still doing it, we find we're, we're, we're very grateful. We can go to school here in Texas, but I don't even know because I felt like such a tech, like a tech person. I felt like yeah. I was constantly trying to get them on mute or off of mute or reconnected. And I just felt like technical support, <laughs> not a mom. It's true. I mean, I I remember
1: the first day of school and I was literally running. We set up the office for them and then realized very quickly like we cannot have two kids on Zoom in the same room. So we had to move one to the kitchen and I was literally just running running across my house from one room to the next. Like oh like what am I doing, you know? And it was just it's, it it is. And so we're in such a unique season um, just in this time trying to balance like who we are as an individual and what we're doing how we parent and how we mother how we're a wife like there's so many roles and hats to wear it's just it's it's a lot but it's
0: nice to know we're not alone oh my gosh so the way that you just described it was like me to a t i was running from the kitchen to the guest room which was also the game room which i know i was like how am i gonna set my son up in here for the two days if they didn't have school uh (laughs) like with the toys, like he's not going to learn with the toys right there. And then my kindergartner telling her, her her teacher, how pretty she is. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, but apparently that's normal for kindergartners. I just was like, I cannot hear this all day. I will never get Mm -hmm. anything done and I'll just then, so praise to you. mamas out there doing it. Uh, cause I just, I know my type of personality and I just was not cut out for it. Um, So, in the midst of all this, because you said that, you know, we do, we wear a lot of hats, and now we're wearing more hats. Yeah. Including technical support, teacher, (laughs) uh, therapist, counselor, right? All those things. And so, for some of the things I tell my clients, like mom is just a title that we wear, you know it's not who we are. It's not everything. Yes. It's our priority. It's a very important job, but that doesn't mean that there isn't like yourself inside still that you still have goals. You still have things you enjoy. Yeah. You might not have been able to enjoy them as much when they're babies, but you know, you should, that I think is where women get lost and you get more depressed sometimes after, you know, all the things. So Mm -hmm how do you self care or how do you, um, tell your clients and give, you know, tips on that type of mindset? Because it's really hard as a mom. Cause we usually put ourselves last.
1: It is. And I, I speak to a lot of women who have really lost themselves. And I was talking with a friend not long ago and she's like, I just don't even know, like what I'm passionate about. Like, I don't even remember the things that I used to enjoy doing before kids because it's so easy. I think it's, it's a role, like you said, but, and it's one of the most important roles because we're shaping, we're helping to shape, you know, little humans that are going to become adults in society and we want to do our best. But um, at the end of the day, you are an individual and, you know, I think God created you with your own unique set of gifts and talents and experiences that you have to bring to the world outside of your home. So our kids will one day leave um, and they're going to go out and we're going to be back to being us. And so um, I think just nurturing those things that bring me joy, it's so important. And it's, and that's where I love to help women find like, what are the things that bring you joy? Like what fills your cup? You've got to really be able to fill your cup or you're empty. You know, you don't have anything to pour out even to your children. And then you're just an impatient, stressed, frazzled, overwhelmed mom trying to make it through the day. So um, self-care to me means finding time to nurture who I am because that helps bring out the best in my kids, and it it offers a gift to you know just the people that I connect with outside of my home as well.
0: Right, because if you can't, if you don't take care of you, whether that be mentally, physically, emotionally, you can't show up for others, and so it will completely leak out onto them. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times have you maybe? you're something's bothering you or you haven't addressed something, but it just leaks out and you start losing your patience with your kids. But it's like your kids didn't do anything, but you know, you're just super irritable because there's something that is still on your mind. Or if you're like having an argument with your husband and you're annoyed with him, but you're not, it's just right. It all feeds in. And I think a lot of women think that self-care is just about like bubble baths or, going to get their nails done or whatnot and like physical appearance or even Mm -hmm. working out, but it's so much more than that. And it can look so much differently. And I feel like sometimes they don't see that a specific thing is really self-care, just not how most of us will see it.
1: Yeah. And I think self-care comes in different forms in different seasons. So, you know, if you're a mom of young children, if you have like an infant or young toddlers, self-care may come in the form of like taking a nap instead of doing the dishes when they take a nap, which I know is really hard. I'm a high, strong, like I have to be active person. So for me, winding down and allowing myself rest is really hard, but that shows you what you need in that, in that moment sometimes too. Maybe sleeping in, um, right now for me uh, in this season, self-care, which sounds so backwards, looks like getting up before the sun <laughs> and before my kids, because for me to have that quiet time, um, in the morning to myself to like, get up, get my coffee, start my day kind of on my terms and filling my cup, literally, literally a metaphorically, um, it, it just, sets me up to get in the right headspace before the kids come up and like the, the demands of the world start like flying like fiery darts at me. And so self-care for me is setting my alarm at sometimes 4:30, sometimes five. It's not natural to me. I'm by nature a night owl and not a morning person, but I've just learned to really recognize and be disciplined about what I need in order to be my best. And it's not a seven-day a week thing. I mean it's not like I'm getting up at 430 every day. I'll catch up and sleep. And sometimes on weekends, just, you know, I think it's self-care also, I think is having flexibility and grace with yourself and, and not feeling like you have to be so rigid and regimented to do everything perfectly. Like today I slept in an extra hour and I didn't do my workout. Like I normally do first thing, but this, I needed the sleep today more than I needed the workout. And so it's recognizing what do you need in this moment that will help you to be
0: your best the rest of the day. Absolutely. Listening to your body is what you have to do because it's telling you what you need. I mean, I'm very like, I'm like you, I'm hypervigilant. I'm an Enneagram three. If you've done the Enneagram test and I just, uh, go, 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 go. And that's just ingrained. I've been like that all my life. I do many, 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 many jobs. doesn't yeah. really phase me all that much. It's just come second nature. But those days where, and I think I hit my wall, I think last week because I didn't work out. I was like low energy. I think I was just trying to get a lot done and had to really go down my list and like what was more important.
1: Mm-hmm. And my
0: husband comes out of the office and he's like, Uh, and I'm like, I'm, I'm taking it easy today. I am working from the couch. I am just going to just do whatever I need to do because I just don't have it. And you just have to just sometimes slow down. And it looks very, very weird in my home when I'm like not doing anything. (laughs) And I tell my husband, like, if I'm not doing anything, if I'm literally just like sitting in silence, I just leave me alone. Like, you just know that I'm taking a minute because I, that's, if that's not normal for me and you're seeing something that's abnormal, that's probably a sign that like slowing down is a good thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, so I guess what's your secret then if you have a five and a seven year old, like me, I do Mm -hmm. have the three, I do have the three year old put in that mix. What's sleeping in then to you on like weekends for instance or does your husband get up and like let you sleep I'm curious yes, yes he will
1: um so sleep, sleeping into me is probably a lot of people's normal rise time and so sleeping into me is 7 seven thirty. 30 okay. um I think partly because my body now is so used to getting up early that mm-hmm. I mean I, it's like becoming a natural you know I have my natural wake time just because of what I've become accustomed to. So sleeping in on the weekends will be like seven. Um, and even then though, it's funny because when I do sleep in and I know I need to sleep those days, I wake up and I'm so conflicted because I'm, I've become so acquainted with having that quiet time to start my day that I'm like, I feel like I kind of wish I would have gotten up early just to have that quiet time. So I, I just crave it so much now. Um, having that time to myself rather than getting up, but um, it's a del- delicate balance of knowing when to rest and and not and getting up. but that's and my husband too. does. He gets up really early for work anyways. So for him, sleeping in is still even getting up
0: earlier than that. So oh, okay, okay, because most people when they hear sleeping in, it's like any time past, like, 8 p 8 8 a.m or something like that um but that's uh, also with 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 and maybe they have older kids or whatnot like my kids at least at the beginning of the school year when we started going back <laughs> they would <clears throat> they would sleep past like in and I'd have to wake them up to go to school. But then on the weekends when there's really no reason to get up at 6. 15, 6 o'clock in the mm-hmm. morning, it's like they're up and ready to go. It's like, why can't y'all do that during the weekend? Yeah. But I'm like dragging y'all out of bed during the time you have to go to school. Luckily, now I finally invested in alarm clocks and they each have one yeah. and then they know like you're to be dressed, bed made, like ready to go. Yeah. Um, some mornings they are, some they're not, but but they're still up early in the weekends. And I'm like, guys, you can sleep. We black out their, their rooms and everything. Oh my gosh. My
1: kids still get up early. And even when I get up during the week early, they will rise early and it drives me crazy. We, we just joke that they have mommy radar and they just like their spidey senses go off like, Oh, mom's up and let's go. Let's start the day kind of thing. And so Now that they're getting older, only recently are they starting to sleep a little later, but I, I've never had it and related to people who have had to like wake their kids up to get ready for school because my kids, they just, I don't know, maybe it's just because my husband and I are early risers. They tend to do so also. So yes. that's a, that's why my alarm keeps getting set a little earlier and a little earlier and a little earlier is so I'm like, give me my
0: time. <laughs> I think I'm going to start that. I've been talking, trying to talk myself into getting up earlier. Cause getting up early is really hard for me. I, I stay up way too late because my brain doesn't shut off or, you know, I do intermittent fasting. So I don't break yeah. my fast till like three. So I eat later in the day. Oh. So I'm like trying to get, you know, so it's like yeah. my day's weird. Uh, Also because I get too busy and I forget too (laughs)
1: because I just try to get
0: everything done before my children come home at the normal school schedule because I don't have a sitter to help me pick them up and my husband's working. And um, so I think by then it's like, oh, I'm getting hungry. I'm going to start slowing down and starting doing things with another mix with – I can't even imagine you having to be under the same roof with the kids all the time because you're still doing virtual it's busy. It's definitely busy. And so
1: I think that's where right now in this season of having them home, I don't have those quiet hours to be uninterrupted during the day. So that's why it's just vital that I get up and I do have the uninterrupted quiet time first thing in the morning. Um, because once, once they're up and it's breakfast, brush your teeth, brush your hair, make your bed, get your computer set up. Are you logged into zoom? Do you have your books? Do you have a pencil? I mean, the list it's like, boom, 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 boom. Um, you know, I'm not, I've got to be ready to be mom and like teacher's aid at the same time. And so for me, you know, I do get up early and so I can have that quiet time of like read a devotion or for me, spend time in the Bible or I journal and I have like a gratitude list and I kind of like write out mindset things that I'm working on and I work out so that by the time 630 comes on, and kids are up and it's time to get ready. Like I've done the things that are important to me. I've done the things that I know are priming my day for me to be my best for the day. And so, um, because I've just, I've got to be on and be ready to like interchange hats <laughs> the rest
0: of, of the day until my husband gets home. And I've got a second set of hands to help. Wow. I mean, that, that must be nice to be able to like center yourself and kind of just like You know, it's kind of like a pep talk at the same time, like you're kind of like riling yourself up for the day as well and filling your cup, Mm -hmm. like you said, just to kind of just have a really positive mindset because it just, it like energy just pops off of you, right? Like, and everyone can feel it. And so you really just want to model that as well because – like you said, we're modeling these little humans. Well, we also need to be modeling like it's okay to take a break or it's okay to, Mm -hmm. you know, do things for yourself to make sure that you can give your best to someone else and to be your best self for school or whatnot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it looks too like you're being proactive about your day instead of reactive and knowing that you know if i wake up with the kids and we've suddenly just got to hit the ground running like you're already starting almost from like a negative point instead of having prepped yourself and set yourself up and so i just it makes a big difference and and it's not always the case in every season too you know so it's just really being self aware and taking the time to evaluate where you're at and what is really important to you and to your mental and physical well-being in this time that's going to best serve you and everybody around you. That was just, let's
0: just tie that up with a bow because that was like the <laughs> best way you could have put it <laughs> like hundred percent because that's so true where if you're trying to start on a positive and be proactive and not mm-hmm. reactive, because that's just gold right there. Guys, listen to that because that was- <laughs> take that Thank with. You. If you're going to take anything, like, take that. Take that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Cause it's, mm-hmm. this is so eloquently put and Thank it's you. just so true. It just, it's I me. Mean, yeah. I'm going to have to try it actually. I do. And I can't wait to hear how it works for you. I just going to have to learn how to not push the snooze button 16 times. Well, and I used to, so I ended up for a while, I put my phone across the
1: room so that I was physically forced to get out of bed to turn it off. And, um, now I don't, now I have my phone next to me. And like I said, my body's almost kind of created its own internal alarm clock to where I start waking up and stirring and then I'll check the time. And, um, and my husband leaves for work. He leaves the house at 4:20 ish, mm-hmm. like just so before four 30. So if I, like when he says goodbye, I already know, like it's about almost time that I'm going to get up and stuff so i just i feel better when i do and there's so many studies too that show the psychological um not benefits um, um of course i'm blanking on the word yeah. but how like it messes with
0: your mind yes circadian rhythm snooze. yeah
1: it actually has the reverse effect do you think well i'm just going to rest a little bit longer i'm going to hit snooze i'm just going to get a little extra rest but it actually does the opposite and you wind up feeling more tired and mentally drained so I just, you kind of have to give yourself a pep talk, like, great, I'm up. And you, when you create a routine too, that you love, you will look forward to getting up. So find the routine you love. If you have a hard time getting out of bed, then you're lacking something that makes you excited to get up and to live your day and to live with purpose. So figure out what are those things that are going to make you excited to get out of bed. I love getting up and having coffee without interruption. (laughs) Like, do not talk to me while I have my coffee and my quiet time. And so, like, I love it so much that I'm willing to get up early
0: just to get that time. Oh, my so. gosh. Yes, because, you know, my husband would travel pre-COVID every week, maybe every other week. And when he would go and he would say he – trip got canceled and he was home then longer than expected – it was like, when are you leaving? Because when he would go out of town and the kids were in bed, it was like, I could not wait till the end of the night when I just could, I didn't have to report to anyone. I didn't have to do anything because I only had to do whatever it is that me and the kids did. And I could just sit, I could watch what I wanted on TV with that one. It's like, and so having that adjustment with him now being home since February It's an adjustment for him as well because I know that like he doesn't know what to do with himself being home all the time and the kids and that was a major thing, but it was like I don't have that to where now when he runs an errand, I'm like, is it empty? The kids are out (laughs) at school and there's no one here and I'm just going to like listen and he'll walk in and he'll be like, are you just sitting in silence? I'm like, sure am. Sure, am he can't do it? He has to have some sort of ambient noise behind him, yeah. and I just love it so much. That's like what yeah. I look forward to is just not quiet, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's the kids, the kids are moms, hear it, moms hear it all to a point where it's also back noise at the same time. Like, yeah, I'm sure, like, if your kids were to run in right now and you would be very, like oh my gosh, my kids. But for me, it'd be like, oh, it's fine. Like I'm used to that too. It's <laughs> I background. I don't even hear it anymore. Yeah. But like, I feel like when the TV's on and the kids are screaming and it's like too much stimulus. Mm-hmm. And I just am like, when you can shut that all off, that's just a really just nice. Oh like my gosh. Break.
1: It's so important for you. I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to keep that along the lines of self-care, I mean, we <laughs> silence is self-care. We're talked to, I mean, all day long. And if you're a mom, then you you have like noise and energy coming at you all day long. We have social media. We just have so much noise. And so talk about if you feel lost and you're like, I don't even know who I am or what I like, maybe shut things off. Maybe your self-care looks like intentionally taking quiet time to literally shut everything off and just get comfortable with the silence. And it's so uncomfortable when you've been trained to not sit in it but gosh, what a difference it makes. Like allow your mind to actually think. And then maybe you'll sleep better at night too because when you go to bed, you're not gonna have that hamster wheel spinning like a hundred miles an hour because I feel the same way. You know, um, I, and that's another thing too, is at night going to sleep, I would struggle with that. Like my mind would go, go, go and it would take me forever to fall asleep. So again, another blessing to come out of this whole quarantine COVID situation is having time home and it, I, gave myself the time and the space to create a nighttime routine because I didn't have that. And I fall asleep so fast now. And Mm -hmm. it's probably a part of, you know, getting up a little bit earlier, but it's also, it's creating that routine that like brings peace to your soul and allowing you that, I don't know, just the time to unwind and and relax and be quiet.
0: Absolutely. Cause I remember when the kids would come home for like the holidays and they get like two and a half weeks off And yes, it's great that you get that extra time and that they're getting a break. But when you start inching closer to the time that they would go back, even like when it was, you know, when they were home virtual and they were getting back into the routine of just not being in the house anymore, you crave your routine. Like you Mm -hmm. crave, like, I just want to be boring again. I don't want this, like, (laughs) like things coming at you and you don't know what to expect because I'm a planner. I like to know what's what's or I like to plan for what could happen. Maybe it won't, but I don't know. That's just me. I, I I think all really very, very far in the future, but it's like, I just crave having the predictability of what is supposed to happen and also like understand what could happen and what I would be able to do about it because there's not a lot of variance, but you know, just so then when like Christmas time's over and you're able to go back to school, it's like, you just want to get back to getting up, having a purpose do, 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 mm-hmm. do, right?
1: Yeah. I think those routines set you up. And so a lot of times the women that I do talk to and I work with, they're struggling to be productive. They're struggling to, um, you know, just not feel anxious or overwhelmed. And the thing that they all consistently lack is any set or source of routine you know, they don't have any like routine. They don't have things that they consistently do to set them up or to do, you know, whatever makes them feel like they're thriving. And so when we don't have that routine and we don't have systems in place, absolutely. We're going to feel overwhelmed and anxious and, and stressed and not like we're thriving through what we're going through. It's like, we're barely just surviving and making it through each day.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to touch on something you said earlier. And that was, you know, and I'm, you and I feel like are very like-minded because everything you're saying is like, these are things I say to my clients because the kids will leave. The kids are only 18 years of their lives for the most yeah. part, for the most yeah. part, um, generally speaking. And, what if you're not thinking about you at some degree and when that time comes and that becomes, yes, it's your world and that's what you're doing, but you don't want to lose your entire identity as soon as they go off to college and they become adults because then you're like lost and you don't know really where to go. Mm-hmm. Yes, I feel like no matter how much work you do, when that point comes, like there will be some soul searching and some, tor- some sort of like trying to fill that void, but- yeah if you have an idea or you have a path, which is why I wanted to start my business earlier rather than later. Cause a lot of mm-hmm. people will do it when the kids leave. I yeah. wanted to like work on it now because then it has something to nurture more mm-hmm. when I don't have as much to do when they do grow up and be big kids and Absolutely. you have a purpose and you have, um, you're driving towards something that you want and mm-hmm. that, that time will come. And it's like, you don't want to wait for that. And then, like you said, being proactive is better than being Um, reactive. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent.
1: I think, I think that's the case. Um, you know, and, and it's not even to say that you have to go all in on something and, and like finger wagging, like if you don't have a, a, a side hustle or a hobby or this or that, then you're, you know, doomed. Um, you, it's just finding those things that make you, you, and make you unique and allowing yourself to serve outside of even just your home. And that's where our sense of purpose comes from is being able to serve and to give and to share and to encourage other people. When we don't, we don't, you know, I know so many people say like self-care isn't selfish because there's the notion that self-care is selfish.
0: Um, I feel like they tie it to money. I think that they tie self-care to some sort of financial because you're thinking about aesthetics yeah. I feel that just, I think that's the stigma behind most when they're like self-care, right? Yeah. yeah. But so, I mean, I, th- yeah, I, I totally, I think people think
1: we all have these ideas and that comes from our own experience and our own background and stuff, but it's, it's kind of like, um. I love, you said earlier about like leaking out and pouring out into others. And so I kind of almost picture like a sponge and the more you fill a sponge, the more it actually does seep out and like spread out to others. But when you're not filling that sponge, it's dry and it completely dries out and hardens. And so If we neglect ourselves on the name of, you know, like sacrificing all for others, then we are going to become like dry. We're going to be so dry to the bone and to the soul. And it's just going to harden who we are. That's how you lose it. And so you've got to take that intentional time to fill up. And then once that sponge is so full, the water leaks out, the water pours out. And so that allows you to go out and to touch other people's. And I know a lot of the people that struggle with anxiety or depression or overwhelm it's internally focused the more we can seek ways to use our gifts and our experience our story our pain our talents those things that we don't even know our talents you know that you mean not everybody's like this yeah that's what allows you to connect with and serve others and gosh it is so fulfilling that's where you get joy and that's where you get purpose. And it's no longer about your anxiety. It's about how you can touch and make an impact in other
0: people's lives. And it's an incredible feeling. I mean, yes. I mean, yes, 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 yes to it all. And that's a really great analogy. And yes, I mean, I just hope that um, everyone can kind of like take this in. I mean, I've learned lots from you. and Oh, thank you. Today And I'm just like, oh, you know, and, and think about too, like if you see someone who is doing it, like say on social, Mm -hmm. what's the reaction? Most people don't put out when they see someone taking care of themselves. You, the first thing that doesn't come to mind is like, man, she should be home with her kids. What is she doing? It's probably good for her. Good job. I wish I could do that. Good for you. I should do more of that. And Mm -hmm. I feel like because it's so everyone might think it's selfish, but think about how you think of others when they're doing it. Most likely you're just like, you're not thinking like, nah, that, that money should be thrown at college or, you know, she should be at home and not doing that. You're probably like, man, rock on.
1: You know what? I think absolutely but you will get the negative voices. You will get the, the judgment, you know, the judge Judy and the critical Karen and all the the funny names we can get. Sure. We got to turn them off. Oh my gosh. I mean, one of the biggest senses of self care I could implement is boundaries and stopping the people pleasing. So I'm an Enneagram too. I am the helper and I am the people person. And so for me, setting boundaries and learning to speak truth and to speak it in love and to not feel like I have to help and please people. Oh my gosh. That's probably one of the ultimate forms of self-care mm-hmm. for me then is to learn to, and that's a work in progress. It's um, hard. That's very so, hard. I work on that too. I struggle. Yeah. And so who cares what other people say? I mean, other people aren't paying your bills. Other people aren't, um, They're not in your home, they're not there raising your children, so their opinions need to just shut down and you get to choose if you're going to pick up and accept that opinion or if you're going to let it just sit right there in the comment section and you're going to move on by that's been huge for me. Um, cause no matter what, most people are going to encourage you and they're going to cheer you on and they're going to say, that's, a, that's amazing. Like, I don't know how you do it. Like, help me. Okay. Turn around and help. But when that one negative voice comes in, it's your best form of self-care is to shut it down and ignore it and keep moving on.
0: And you also need to switch it too. Um, that's happened also to me. And you know, what you say is that person's not living in their light that person is clearly I triggered something in them for them to say something nasty to me, which Mm -hmm. I know, I don't know them or whatnot. I, if I'm like, okay with it, it's them that they probably need to just maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they wish something, or maybe they wish that they were able to get out and take the run that they see me doing or something like that. And try Mm -hmm. to turn that mindset into that person might need help. And maybe you tried and reach out and just say like, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, um, you know, and try to turn it or have a conversation. I mean, if you dare, it depends, I think on also the words that they use, but you know, yeah. yeah. But I feel like when people do that kind of thing, because of course you're always going to get the negative nasties, right. I mean, whatever, yeah. but yeah. that's a, pro- that's their problem, not yours. And I think with exactly. your boundary setting, I've done a lot of work on myself with that too. It's very mm-hmm. difficult. Cause I was like, the border. They have like the Enneagram three wing two or whatever it says. So that's where I'm at. And my husband's always like, don't, you got to set boundaries. I read my old yearbook a few months ago and it was really telling because a lot of, I I couldn't believe it. I was just like, wait, what? So many people wrote in my yearbook that to stay sweet, to um don't let people walk over you. So many people wrote that in my yearbook. And I was like, was I just that much of a pushover? Like was I just like, oh my gosh, holy crap. Like, I cannot wow. believe that when I was in high school and 18 years old, that this was like a thing that people would see and telling me like, don't let, don't, you know, you're nice, like, but don't let people take advantage of you. Don't let people walk yeah. over you. And I was like, Oh, wow. Oh man. And I was just like really telling. I was, I was just flipping through just like, eh, maybe, like whatever. Yeah. See. And I was just like, wow. And that was like, Oh yeah, I did start that boundary setting because mm-hmm. apparently I probably need to do it sooner. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's huge. Yeah,
1: go through your whole yearbook. Maybe
0: you'll see some. No, I'm
1: going to have to go find those. Dig them out of the box in the garage.
0: <laughs> My parents had brought them down from our old house and just brought like a bunch of our old stuff and the yearbooks were in there. I was like, oh, let me just flip through because you're on social and you see the people and it's just like, oh, I don't know if I want to read this. So, well, this was so, so fun. And what else brings me joy is having you on and meeting you because this was just so fun and so great. Yeah. I love talking with you. I could talk about this kind of stuff all day long. (laughs) I know. I know. It's like our jam. And I think that you could teach me lots and uh, just vice versa. I mean, we all have so much room to learn from one another. And so. And everyone sees things differently. Like with like the alarm clock thing, I've, I've put it, you know, I put it across the room for my kids or I'll do that. And then I've also told clients, like, we'll put it in the, in a different room, and yeah, so you can hear, cause you have to literally get up and not just walk four steps. Like you have to go yeah. on a journey <laughs> to turn yeah. the annoying sound off. And then you really have to make that decision. Like, is it really worth like going all the way back? So, yeah. you know, all these different tactics and tools. There are, it's just finding what works for you. So speaking of tactics and tools, let's tell our listeners where we can find you on social, your website, all the fun things.
1: Okay. So my website is, um, just mama sane.com. So kind of like namaste, but for mamas. So mama sane.com, um, on social Instagram, all, all the socials, it's Kimberly Beely. So, um, Kimberly call me, I would say, if you're my friend, you call me Kim. Okay. But to be a little more formal and <laughs> use my name, it's Kimberly Beely. And you can find me there, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things,
0: all the things. And I will make sure that I put all the handles and all the links and all the fun stuff in the show notes guys. So make sure that you guys check those out and go check out Kim. She's got a beautiful website and beautiful stuff to share and just a beautiful person. And I'm just so thankful that we got to meet and thank you so much again for, for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was a joy to be here. Oh, well, hopefully you will come back and we can talk more stuff for sure. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening and we will uh, catch you next time on the chaos and cookies podcast. Have a great, great day. Thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the chaos and cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of chaos and cookies.